Hi, I'm Brad Blaylock. And I'm Brad McKeon, and welcome to The Brad Report. Brad Report contains spoilers. This episode is brought to you by Naptime. Bedtime, but shorter. The Brad Report can be found on Apple, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Anchor, and Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate and review us five stars only. Make sure you subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Brad Report. The last time we discussed Ant-Man and the Wasp, while this week we will be belly flopping into Captain Marvel, which is set in 1995 so this movie came out more recently but it is set in the mid 90s so getting into the summary here is my host but also before we do that i want to recognize that we have a special guest (laughs) upton blaylock is in the recording studio with us so if you hear him he may make his his presence known he's not very talkative it's more of shouts and yells right but he is here with us, and we want to recognize this special guest. That's right. That's right. Hopefully, he doesn't make an appearance. But if he does, that's okay. Captain Marvel is an extraterrestrial Kree warrior who finds herself caught in the middle of an intergalactic battle between her people and the Skrulls. Living on Earth in 1995, she keeps having reoccurring memories of another life as a U.S. Air Force pilot, Carol Danvers. With help from Nick Fury, Captain Marvel tries to uncover her, the secrets of her past while harnessing her special superpowers to end the war with the evil scrolls. All right. So, very good summary. Themes. I think the first theme that I noticed in this, especially in the end, is perseverance. Sure. We see that through Carol's uh, life of being in the military, growing up in the 70s, 80s, 90s time frame, she she keeps getting up. You know, there's this very pivotal part of you're only human, and that's where she draws her strength from is she sees all of these flashes of herself. Even though she's fallen, falling down, she continues yeah. to get back up and continue to fight. And that's what gives her strength. Yeah, the uh, the writer of the Captain Marvel comics actually said that's like that's the main theme of Captain Marvel that she gets back up because screw you, she gets back up. Yeah, exactly, she gets back up. So, yeah, that's a that's a very very prevalent theme for for this movie specifically. Yeah, absolutely. I think another theme is just friendship mm-hmm. and, and family, right? So when Carol actually uh, figures out who she is, right, once she learns that she is Carol Danvers. And what that means, she finds that out through her friend, uh, Miss Rambo, right? So she realizes that she, there's a plane crash or a a fighter plight, fighter plight, fighter pilot crash. Fighter pilot plane crash. Plane crash. uh, From the the woman they were searching for, the doctor, and an unidentified person that was never recovered. And they're trying to figure out if it was if it was Captain Marvel or not, if she was the one on that flight with her, or if she was part of that crew. 
and they realized that the only person left standing is, or the only person that saw them last was one of her friends. Mm -hmm. So they go see her, and it's through friendship that she's able to eventually uh, figure out who she is. And then the friendship between her and Nick Fury, right? So they develop a really good chemistry and a good friendship, and it's only through their friendship that they survive. And then you have the friendship between Agent Coulson and Nick Fury, where Coulson lets him go because he trusts his friend, mm -hmm. despite not being the, the orders from the top down. Yeah. And so friendship. Yeah, absolutely. I think another one is self-discovery because the very, very prevalent plot device of this movie is that Captain Marvel had her memories erased and it's very, you know, Jason Bourne kind of very commonly used movie trope of then discovering who they are again. Sure. And so she has memories from the past six years. Obviously, she feels very confident in herself as a warrior and uh, rightfully so. But then coming back to Earth where she's from and discovering again who she is. Mm -hmm. And even uh, and people like through friendship, people helping her along that journey from uh uh, Maria Rambeau and even Nick Fury at some yeah. points helping her kind of, you know, he says, you know, I see the same thing as like, you're a rogue soldier. Like I can tell. And yeah, it's, it's really, it's about her learning who she is and that she is someone who, who perseveres and keeps going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think another theme is the cost of war, the cost of war. Oh yeah, absolutely. So you have the war between the Krees and the scrolls and just for, I mean, if you're listening to this, you probably know who these people are, but the scrolls, you know, the, the shape-shifting green um, people, green people, right? They look like stereotypical, like Martians almost. Uh -huh. They're just green, um, yeah. have weird, ugly faces, but they are at war with the Krees and the scrolls, we find out towards the end of the movie, they have been seriously struggling in this war, Yeah, right? Where they are now a refugee people, essentially, and they are scattered across the world. They are refugees. They don't have a home. They don't have a place to go that is theirs. Um, and it's the cost of war, right? And and it sucks. And you can see how how hard it is on the Cree people. Are they uh, the scroll people? Yeah. The scroll people for sure more than the Cree people. Yeah, they, they weren't struggling a whole lot. They, they seem to be doing fine. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's my last theme, unless you have any more. Um, I guess the only other thing I would say is, is another war related just the idea that there are no clean sides yeah if that makes sense right so one of the things we find out is that the side that carol captain marvel was originally on is actually the quote-unquote the bad guys or they have yeah been, um exactly honest with carol about who she is and who they are and mm -hmm. what they're doing right they're really working on genocide yeah, uh, and but then you talk to the the scroll person at the end, and he even says like, "This war's been this war's been ugly, and my hands aren't clean either." Yeah, and so I think I think it's very hard to find in in history, real history, or in this a truly a fully just war, or at least just practices in war. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's good is uh, to highlight them and. So one, I think what distinguishes the good guys and the bad guys or the scrolls and the Kree is that the Kree don't care that their yeah. hands are dirty, but the scroll, he, Talos, he does. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Okay.
Storytelling? Yeah. Uh, you go first. Okay. So we're covering the good, the bad, the Easter eggs. So the first thing that is really good about this movie, and we already mentioned it, is the the chemistry between Samuel L. Jackson and Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. They're, it's almost a buddy cop, a fun buddy cop yeah. movie yeah. at certain points. And I think that's when they're doing that, that's when the movie this movie is at its best. It really highlights their kind of contrasting personalities and, you know, this person he's like, oh, you're an alien and she's explaining all these things and he's kind of more straight laced, but also has a sense of humor to him. Uh, so, yeah, those that part is is really, really fun aspect of this movie that they do really well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's you're on the nose. And Brie Larson and, and um, Samuel Jackson have really good chemistry in this movie. They're great together. Yeah, they really are. Uh, one thing I think this movie does well is the nonlinear storytelling. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting and something that we don't get in a lot of Marvel movies, right? So this movie is told um, in a nonlinear fashion, right? So we start off with her with the – she's already with the Kree. She's already, um, you know, fighting for them. But then s- several parts of the movie are going back in time and watching her and figuring out how she got there. And I think I think that works really well. Yeah. I think the the flashback sequences are really good. I uh, I have that um, for one of my scenes later. The the visuals it looks really good. Yeah, I was gonna say even it, like the de aging stuff. Yeah, the de aging stuff like Samuel L. Jackson looks believable as a young Sam L. Jackson. Uh, oh, what's the Coulson's actor's name? Is it Clark Gregg? I think that's his name. Yep, Clark Gregg. He looks he looks good, kind of de aged a little bit. And even uh, the the aliens and uh, when they're changing, when they're shape shifting, it's like it looks believable. It doesn't look cheesy for sure or anything like that. Yeah, that's just true. Um, I'll say another thing they got right was the the scroll like twist slash plot line. I thought that was really good. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Not something I didn't see coming the first time I watched this movie. Yeah, I kind of thought the scrolls were the bad guys. Well, because in the comics. Like the scrolls are the bad guys through and through. Right, they're yeah, never the they're good not guys. Good. So I thought it was a, a nice little twist. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. The yeah, the, so there's some good action scenes. I thought that uh, particularly, I'll highlight later the the train scene. Okay. You know, the escape scene from when she's abducted by the scrolls. Like the fighting is good. Um, yeah, I really like that. Okay. I'm done with on to the bad. Yeah. Yeah. Or is this going to be longer? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. What about you? Okay. My first one is how fury lost his eye. Mm-hmm. That was, so there, I even, cause the line comes from uh, captain America, the winter soldier where he's being very, you know, caps kind of confronting him as like, you don't trust people. Yeah. And he says, in a very kind of serious way, last time I trusted somebody, I lost an eye. Oh, gosh, yes. You know, and then the way it, it, you think about that, you're like, wow, that must have, like, this guy's a spy. Like, it must have been something really bad or something really, really yeah. cool. He got scratched by a cat. He got scratched by a cat. And it was really a flurkin. A flurkin. And it was just kind of like, hey, what are you doing? What what it's like, that was not necessary. Yeah. to to do that like either make it make it rewarding or or, or just don't explain it 
you know, yeah. leave the mystery there. For sure. I agree. Because yeah, there's some people who are like, oh, he trusted Goose, and that's so sweet and 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 cool that he actually trusted him and and he's using that to manipulate Captain America later on. I'm like, no, that's not cool. That's dumb. Yeah. That's no. dumb. It's like, oh, I broke my toe walking down the steps versus last time I trusted somebody, I lost a leg. You know, what are you talking about? Yeah. No, that was uh, not a very good payoff for that that tidbit. Um, one thing this movie I thought was bad, it was very on the nose. Very on the nose. So one of the messages of this movie, which is great, the message was that um, you know, women can do things and they, they have power and strength in and of themselves. And they're capable, which is a totally fine and worthy message, right? But it was very on the nose. And for example, like, um, and this is a little PG-13, but the movie's PG-13, so it's okay. Yeah. But uh, she had, Carol's having a flashback to her days as a U.S. pilot. And this guy is telling her, you know, women are too emotional to be pilot to be pilots. You know why they call it the cockpit, don't you? Yeah. And it's like, and, oh my god, like okay, like and pe the, people don't talk like that. Like, yeah. Like we get it. Yeah, and then there and was just, the, like we can be subtle. Yeah. Messages exactly, and there was the message because this was this is definitely in the time where you know, toxic masculinity has been said like telling, telling a woman to smile, like, right? Oh, smile. You'll be prettier. Yeah. And there's a scene where that happens and you're just like, and the guy's clearly a jerk and it's just like, okay. Um, like we get it, you know, I, I think that that is on the nose. And so doing, doing storytelling in a way that's not lazy. Yeah. And there's some things where this movie does things and you're like we could have thought a little bit harder and come up with something that would have been more effective and better just a little more subtle yeah <laughs> excuse you upton bless you buddy um, what's your next one just the sloppy third act i thought the yeah. last third of the movie was really sloppy the fight at the end was not good cuz i mean i don't know it just it just felt it felt kind of boring once she reached like peak powers, or is like, oh, there's no challenge. Like none of these people can challenge her, right? Like once we get to end game, it's 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 more compelling. Her character Castanos can challenge her, but here none of these people have any prayer. No, right? they're just they're just you know. Yeah, that's so. I th I think it's like there's there's a lot going on in this movie. You know, there's the identity yeah. thing, and then. Ronan's coming in at the end and they're sending all these nuclear warheads and it's a huge thing and a huge battle. So I would rather Ronan not show up at the end. Sure. And just have them kind of escaping and then shooting Yonrog down and then a confrontation with him at the end versus that whole like have that be the end of the movie and cut that whole middle like that last super powered battle out you know even though it looked cool and you're like wow she's really strong and she's the strongest character and like that's fine yeah but it's just like okay now it just becomes less interesting that's why superman stories are so difficult they are yeah because he's well, any, so strong any of these characters it's hard it's harder to write a story about captain marvel 
It's harder to write a story about Superman. Yeah. Um, it's just harder to write stories about them because they are I mean, invincible, immortal, whatever you want to call it. Like they just, what are you going to do? You know? Yeah. You have to create problems for them that they can't just solve with their super speed, super strength think, and all those things. I, and there may be something like this in the comics. I don't know, but is there, there, there need, there should be a version of kryptonite for Captain Marvel. There needs to be some sort of built-in weakness or potential defeater. Well, I, 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 I mean, I'm not I mean, very familiar with the Captain Marvel comics. There is a time in, when X-Men were real popular that Rogue had kind of had absorbed her powers. Oh, uh, okay. And absorbed her, even her conscience. Oh, wow. A little bit. Yeah. And so she was kind of out of the picture for a while. And then Rogue was so. But I don't know which what they're planning on doing in the sequel to this movie. Yeah. But you see what I'm saying? Like there, yeah. there needs to be some sort of defeater of her. Um, yeah. Some weak point. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Um, yeah. I think one of the things that this movie doesn't, uh, it, it, it's in a tough spot between infinity war and Endgame. Yeah. It's at a disadvantage there. That's not the movie's fault. It feels like a phase one movie. So, but we're like 10 years into the Marvel right. Universe when this came out. And we're getting uh, like An, another an origin, origin story. story in the 90s. Right. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't feel like there was really a lot of stakes. Sure. But I think that's my last thing that I'll, I'll say. And the villain, Jan Rog, or, or the Supreme yeah. Intelligence is just like, I don't really care. Right. All right. Let's move on to some Easter eggs. There are a couple of cool ones in this one. Yeah. Um, so first off, you have the the right stuff. So she pauses, not pauses. So she crashes into a blockbuster. Mm -hmm. She pauses in the blockbuster. She does, and she <laughs> she turns and looks at a VHS tape of this movie called The Right Stuff, which is a story about a group of Air Force pilots who become America's original astronauts, mm -hmm. which is kind of similar to the arc of Carol Danvers, right? She's yeah. a she is a a military pilot who inadvertently becomes the world, the Earth's first astronaut. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Another, so another Iron Man 2 reference, Project Pegasus is another one of the projects that yeah. uh, Tony Stark references when he's beginning research and he does, it says Goliath, Pegasus, and I can't remember the third one. It's also, also an Avengers Easter egg. When... Nick Fury is working on the Tesseract in a lab. Mm -hmm. He's in the same lab that Project Pegasus is in. That's right. So yeah. it's double. Yeah, exactly. Uh, another fun one is that Maria Rambeau, her call sign is Photon. Yeah, it's right on the side of her uh, fighter pilot. Yeah, which uh, we're assuming, we don't know, that uh, her daughter, Monica, who is in WandaVision, she will pick up that moniker for her superhero, potentially. Uh, that's that's really cool to see. And she and Monica, the child, grows up to be in WandaVision. Mm. Um, what more do you have? Yeah, so obviously you have the Stanley cameo, but this one was one of the more unique Stanley cameos. So the movie was set in 1995, and you see him in this movie. So she's on the bus or the, the train, train, whatever you want to call it, and she's walking down. She walks past Stan Lee. He is looking at a script in that movie of Mallrats, which mm -hmm. is a movie that 
that he he appeared in himself, which was one of his first Hollywood cameos. Yeah. And so because it was set, and that movie came out in 1995. 1995. And so it's kind of, it was a little meta cameo because he's looking at a movie of a cameo that he appeared in, in a cameo appearance. Yeah. I kind of like that. It was neat. Yeah, it is neat. So yeah, that was the last thing that I had was the Stanley actually definitively as himself. Um, I and this just, was the yeah. first movie that came out after he died. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the only other thing is the Flurkin. So Flurkins are pretty interesting. They are living gateways to pocket dimensions. Which is crazy. <laughs> so in his mouth, in that cat's mouth, is a portal to a a, a small size alternate dimension, and which apparently houses <laughs> monsters in it because he releases his mouth and tentacles come out. And so that's how he's able to swallow an infinity stone. <laughs> exactly. Okay, quotes and scenes time. First off, I have my first quote. Here we go. Uh, Carol, she's looking at the baseball cap that Fury just hands her. She says, what is it? What is it? He said, Nick Fury, it's the S.H.I.E.L.D. logo. Does uh, announcing your identity on clothing help with the covert part of your job? <laughs> Nick, said the space soldier who's wearing a rubber suit. <laughs> That's good. Uh, so this is a Maria Rambo quote, and she says, Call me young lady again. I'm going to put my foot in a place it's not supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, where is that? And they're like, your butt. Right. <laughs> Uh, this is towards the end where it's a uh, there's a Cree kind of that has this scanner and it's analyzing it says analyzing the flurkin species flurkin threat high Nick it's a cat not Hannibal Lecter <laughs> Cree computer species human male threat low to none Nick Fury that thing's clearly busted yeah that's good uh, so this is between Korath and Yon Rog and it, Korath says if the scrolls got to her she's compromised. Yon said, she's stronger than you think. And then another another scroll, Bonchar, who's referring to Earth, says, you ever been to C-53? And Minerva says, yeah, once. Real crap hole. <laughs> uh, I have Korath as well as uh, before they go on that first mission. He says to, uh, to at that time, Veers, Captain Marvel says, you think you're funny, but I'm not laughing. And then Atlas says, you never laugh. He says, I laugh on the inside and I'm not doing it now. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, this is another, well, I guess this one is actually a Carol Nemers quote. And she says, if there are lives at stake, I'll fly the plane, mm. which I think is a pretty, pretty sweet quote. Yeah, that is good. Uh, this is uh, Maria Talos and Nick when they're, asking him about like what he can turn into. He says, can I ask you something? Do you just turn into anything you want? He said, ah, well, <laughs> I have to see it first. He says, can you all do it? He said, physiologically, yeah, but it takes practice and, um, uh, dare I say it, talent to do it well. <laughs> <laughs> he says, can you turn into a cat? What's a cat? What about a filing cabinet? Why would I turn into a filing cabinet? And Nick Fury says, a Venus flytrap. I'll give you $50 right now if you turn into a Venus flytrap. <laughs> Uh, that was good too. The, dare I say talent? Dare I say talent? Such a good part. Yeah. All right. This is between Nick Fury and Carol Danvers. Nick says, okay, the scrolls are an alien race 
Send alien races to infiltrate and take over planets. And you're a Kree, a race of noble warriors. Heroes. Noble warrior heroes. Noble warrior heroes. Carol yeah. Correction. Yeah. Uh, when they're getting ready to escape Pegasus, they're on the plane. It said, Nick says, do you know how to fly this thing? Carol, uh, we'll see. Nick, that's a yes or no question. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, uh, yes. That's good. Uh, this is a Nick Fury quote, and he tells Carol, grunge looks good. Grunge is a good look for you. Yeah. That was that's funny. Good. Yeah. I'm done with my quotes. That's all I got. All right. Let's move on to scenes. Okay. Uh, I really liked the scrolls reading Carol's mind and how mm -hmm. when they're trying to focus on uh, Lawson, like where she was, and like they keep repeating the same thing and she's walking away and you could tell she was getting like something's off, but for sure it was, that was, that was really well done. And the fact that they're like, they're messing with her mind and keeping her in that space, but also reliving a memory. Yeah. I think that's really good. Um, I think, I think the, the scene where she first meets um, Nick Fury is really good. Nick Fury is clearly like not buying her whole story about aliens and then uh, a scroll like shoots at them and they have the big car chase. Oh, that whole thing was really, really good. Yeah. I like that as well. I had that as, as one of my other scenes. Uh, another one was the running when she's escaping the scroll interrogation. She's running around with no shoes and there's huge gauntlet on her hands. It just seems like a, a super fun kind of superhero thing uh, to do kind of like an Iron Man three where Tony doesn't have all of his armor and he's fighting or even like even a, a Jackie Chan kind of action scene where he's, he's stuck in this weird predicament. He's still a capable fighter, but there's definitely like this humorous kind of bit of action going on as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really good one. Uh, you want to go ahead and give your next one? Uh, yeah, so I had Fury and Carol infiltrating Pegasus. Just a lot of funny moments yeah. in there with, he's like, you stopped and watched me play with tape? You know? <laughs> That's a good one. Um, I, I, <laughs> that is a really good one. Because she was like, oh, that's impressive. Yeah. And then yeah. two minutes later, she just blasts open a door. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I thought the scene where the scrolls finally confronted um, they confronted Carol and Nick Fury and Rambo and they just kind of laid it all out there. Like, you've yeah. got this wrong. Like, uh, yeah, you, well. You're on the wrong side of this. this is not what you think it is. We are not the bad guys. I thought that was really well done. Yeah, it was It was a big reveal and a big twist and and they did it. And yeah, that, that was my last scene that I had. Yeah. Um, I'll say my least favorite scene is Nick Fury loses his eye. Yeah, that was also yeah. uh, a least favorite scene as well. Yeah, uh, I guess there's one more thought on scenes. Um, I guess we should have included this in Easter eggs, but the one of the scenes towards the end, Nick Fury mentions he is going to start the Protector Initiative, yeah. which later gets renamed to the Avenger Initiative, which was Carol's call sign, Carol Avenger Danvers. So that's really cool. And then, oh, at the end, you obviously, the next, the pager that she, that Carol gives to Nick right. Fury, that was what he was using at, at the, the end, end of Infinity, Infinity War. War. The Avengers find it. And then the end of the mid credit scene is her showing up back on Earth. Mm -hmm. And she just says, where's Fury? Yeah, that's a good one. All right, questions. So, would you rather... 
be able to shapeshift or fly? Oh, man. Shapeshift or fly? That's such a tough one. Um, I mean, I, so I guess in this question, in this premise world, are alien races real? And can we, like, travel to their 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 planets and stuff? So I, I'm putting it like this. Would you be able to, like, have Carol's, like, flying powers? Sure. But is it just, am I limited to, like, here, like, the world we are now? Like, world, the world we are now. Um, I'll take flying. Yeah, I would do flying as well. Shapeshifting would be really cool, but flying would be so sick. Uh, okay, who has the best performance in this movie? Oh, man. I'll go Brie Larson. Uh, I actually think she's pretty good at this movie. I think that this movie has a lot of faults, and none of them are really her fault. Yeah, not her fault. But um, I think she, I think she does a good job. Yeah, I, I had Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, I, I mean, just, I'd have him as close second for sure. Yeah, I just, he's great in everything he does. Okay, so we've got kind of two follow-ups uh, to this movie, two storylines that we are going to see in the future. So one is coming to Disney Plus, and the next is going to be the sequel to this movie. It was previously titled Captain Marvel 2, but it has been recently retitled as The Marvels. Really? So, are they going to include Marvelous Miss Mate? Uh, uh, Miss no, Marvel. Miss Marvel. <laughs> and then uh, Monica Rambeau. As Photon. As Photon. And so yeah. it's going to be a story about the three of them. And that's going to be the, the, the next movie. So what do you think we'll see or do you want to see in that movie? Uh, I mean, I think the obvious thing we'll see is Monica's development of her powers, right? So we know that she just got her powers in Wanda, the limited series, and we don't even we haven't met Miss uh, Miss Marvel yet. Yeah. So I assume like the first season at least will be a. Well, it's a it's um, a movie. Oh, it's a movie. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm yeah. assuming you'll be an origin story about those two, right? Yeah, I think I and don't know how it's Captain Marvel takes them under her wing. Yeah, I would guess so, because the end of WandaVision, you get this kind of mid-credit slash end-credit thing where Monica meets up with one of the scrolls again. Yeah, yeah. And so I think that it's definitely going to be in space, but I don't know who they're going to be fighting or anything like that. Upton agrees. Upton agrees. Uh, next is Secret Invasion, which yeah. will star, which will be a TV show. Samuel L. Jackson, and then uh, Ben Mendelsohn will be back as Talos, Talos, however you say. But it. we'll follow. It'll follow Samuel L. Jackson, right? Nick Fury. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that one I think will be. I think I'm excited about that one for sure. Yeah. Will they de? Will they do de aging stuff for Samuel L. Jackson in that show as well, or? I don't know when they're going to set it because in Secret Invasion in the comics, the scrolls are definitely the bad guys. Yeah. So I don't know. And when we, the last thing we saw with him in, this is spoilers going ahead, in uh, Far From Home, the end credit scene, like Talos has been Nick Fury on Earth post Endgame. That's right. And Nick's on a spaceship somewhere. That's right. So we have no idea. So they, they switch supposedly after Endgame, though, right? Like, I think so. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, last question. Do you want to see more movies that jump back in the Marvel Cinematic Universe timeline? So this movie jumps back to the 90s. We had I Captain mean, America that was during World War II. Um, and then 
Uh, Black Widow jumped is out of order. It's a phase four movie, but it in the timeline it occurs yeah. after Civil War. I mean, I would prefer. I guess I would, I would prefer the movies to come out in chronological order more so. But I mean, it is what it is, and I'll go see them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I yeah I prefer to come out chronological order as well because it gets kind of like okay, well, when is this again? When did this happen? Uh, who's What's going on here? Is this other character going to show up? Oh, no, they're dead, you know. Um, anyways. Okay, time to go through rankings. We'll do it uh, lightning round style because Upton is feeling himself. <laughs> okay, so if you've been listening to us for a while, you know what's going on, but I'll start off with my heroes. I've got Iron Man, Thor, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Captain America, Black Widow, Spider-Man, Wanda, Rocket, Groot, Gamora, Hulk, Winter Soldier, Yondu, Drax, Falcon, The Wasp, Ant-Man, Hawkeye, uh, Vision, Mantis, Star-Lord, Nebula, Quicksilver, War Machine. I did not put Captain Marvel in here. I was wondering <laughs> where she was. Okay. I would say I forgot to do that. So here's here's the problem with this, with it, my thoughts on this, is that she's clearly the most powerful. Yeah, but... She's is, not my favorite, though. Right. I thought this is a favorite. Oh, is it favorite? Okay. Ranking, not necessarily. Well, it's like a, I don't know. It's your favorite. It's, it's however you want to. It. It's your ranking. Okay, so I would put her currently between uh, after Drax, but before Falcon. What what numbers? So that would be 16. Okay, cool. Uh, okay, that's pretty similar to where I have it. Uh, so I have one Iron Man, two Thor, three Black Panther, four Captain America, five Spider-Man. Six, Black Widow. Seven, Star-Lord. Eight, Ant-Man. Nine, Rocket. Ten, Gamora. Eleven, Doctor Strange. Twelve, Falcon. Thirteen, Drax. Fourteen, Groot. Fifteen, Captain Marvel. Sixteen, Hulk. Seventeen, Hawkeye. Eighteen, Wanda. Nineteen, Vision. Twenty, War Machine. Twenty-one, Quicksilver. Twenty-two, Mantis. And twenty-three, Nebula. Mm -hmm. All right. Villain, I have one, Thanos, two, Zemo, three, Loki, four, Killmonger, five, Vulture, six, Hela, seven, Ego, eight, Red Skull, nine, Obadiah, Stain, ten, Ultron, eleven, Ronan, twelve, Alexander Pierce, thirteen, Whiplash, fourteen, Abominations, fifteen, Aldrich Killian, sixteen, Yonrog, seventeen, Darren Cross, eighteen, Ghosts, nineteen, Dormammu, twenty, Malekith. Okay. Yeah, so we, we differed just a little bit on this one. Um, I have Yonrog a little lower. So I have one Thanos, two Loki, three Vulture, four Killmonger, five Hela, six Zemo, seven Aldrich Killian, eight Obadiah, nine Ultron, ten Ronan, eleven Ego, twelve Red Skull, thirteen Alexander Pierce, fourteen Yellow Jacket, um, fifteen Ivan Banco, sixteen Go, seventeen Abomination, eighteen Dormammu, nineteen Yon Rod, and twenty Malekith. I thought Jan Rog was awful. Yeah, he's pretty bad. Jude Law is great, but the character is just like he doesn't do anything. Yeah, I thought it was all bad for him. I just didn't care. Fair enough. At all. Like she blasted him in the desert, and I was like, that's great. Yeah. It's like <laughs> literally no cool. threat. I don't even feel anything to him at all. Nice. It would be like me watching Appalachian State play football. I'd say I don't care. Yeah. All right, uh, movie. I guess I'll go. One, Infinity War. Two, Iron Man. Three, Ragnarok. Four, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. 
Five, Black Panther. Six, Captain America Civil War. Seven, Winter Soldier. Eight, Gardens of the Galaxy Volume 2. Nine, Spider-Man Homecoming. Ten, The Avengers. Eleven, Iron Man. Twelve, Captain America the First Avenger. Thirteen, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Fourteen, Captain Marvel. Fifteen, Ultron. Sixteen, Doctor Strange. Seventeen, Ant-Man. Eighteen, Iron Man 2. Nineteen, Thor. Twenty, Incredible Hulk. Twenty-one, Thor Dark World. Wow, you had a lot higher than I thought you would. Okay, so we've got for it's me still bottom bottom third or yeah midway third. I've got uh, number one Infinity War two Winter Soldier three Iron Man one four Guardians of the Galaxy five Ragnarok six Civil War seven Guardians Volume two eight Black Panther nine Captain America First Avenger ten Avengers eleven Iron Man two twelve. Homecoming, 13, Iron Man 3, 14, Doctor Strange, 15, Age of Ultron, 16, Ant-Man, 17, Ant-Man the Wasp, uh, 18, Captain Marvel, 19, Thor, uh, 20, The Incredible Hulk, 21, Thor Dark World. Okay. I number those right. I feel like yeah, I, I, I messed up numbering them because okay. I, I have several of the same numbers, so I was trying to read them. Okay, <laughs> but I messed up. Okay, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, you're you're right. I just wrote them down wrong. Okay. Um. Yeah. Final grade. Yeah. So I, I give I give this movie a B. I there are parts of this movie that I really like. I mm. loved pretty much every minute of Carol and uh, Fury. Fury together. Mm-hmm. I loved every moment of them. I I liked Monica. I liked uh, Rambo and and Carol together. I thought they were fun. Mm-hmm. I liked the scrolls. So there's a lot about this movie I liked. Mm-hmm. I just. I hated the the bad guy, yeah, Jan Rog. I thought he was just boring. Yeah, it's so boring. And then I thought the third act was really messy, and some of this movie was a little on the nose. Yeah, so I'll give it a B. So solid B. Yeah, I gave it a B minus. I okay. think for all the reasons that you just said, and yeah, I think the where where it's positioned is really against it, and it's just there's a lot going on. It's yeah. a little too much. The but I do think that kind of the development, seeing uh, Fury and Carol, like you said, was great. But yeah, I gave it a B minus. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for another episode of the Brad Report. We hope that you dug what you heard. We hope that you will like, subscribe, give us a five-star rating, follow us on social media. And until next time, Love you 3000.